would you describe your prayer life? Do you intentionally spend regular time in the quiet, secret presence of your father? In this month's episode, we're stopping to pause and reflect on how much attention we give to one of the most important spiritual disciplines that can make or break your relationship with Jesus. Here on the podcast, we release a new episode every month with surprise bonus lessons sprinkled throughout. We've devised a six-part study model that we call our simple method to thoroughly unpack single verses of scripture. Find someone to learn with. Surely we can all agree we grow best when we grow together. We're always more than humbled when you take the time to share the podcast, to leave a review where you listen, to subscribe, and to interact with us on social media. Thanks for supporting our mission. We are the Wests, and you're listening to the Verb of the First podcast. So far, in the first two months since we launched the podcast, we've covered the topics of holy confidence and agape love. So, Robert West, how do you feel that the Lord has moved in you since we set out on this mission? It's been good. Been good. (laughs) To be honest, I, I have been extremely humbled and excited to have this opportunity to share and talk about Christ on a public forum. Plus, the extra study time hasn't hurt either. Uh, agape love and holy confidence are things I believe we've studied many times at this point, but the act of going through all the work it takes to do this has really solidified what the concepts look like for me. How's it been for you? Well, for me, our endeavor has really challenged me to keep my focus in the right places, which is something that I do well with at times and totally bomb at others. We often hear that when God calls us to do certain things, they aren't usually going to be easy because easy wouldn't require faith. I feel that he's certainly working on keeping me humble and working for the glory of his name and not mine, which I hope is something that we've done so far. Absolutely. So let's jump in for the month of July. We are talking about prayer and we are going to be studying from Matthew chapter 6 verse 6. The New English Translation says this, But whenever you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father in secret. And your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you. So setting the scene and providing some context for this verse, this is Jesus talking. He's giving his Sermon on the Mount, which differs from his Sermon on the Plain that's detailed in Luke 6. Several of the illustrations are parallel, so I always thought that it was the same version from, you know, Matthew's experience versus Luke's experience, but it's actually two separate sermons. So the Sermon on the Mount is composed of 110 verses. Theologian Clarence Bauman called the Sermon on the Mount the most important and most controversial biblical text in all of Scripture. That's interesting. Well, the Lexham Bible Dictionary says this about Matthew. I think it's just Lexham. What did I say? The Lexham? Lexham. (laughs) The Lexham Bible Dictionary (laughs) says about this. Book of Matthew. About the book of Matthew. All right. The Lexham Bible Dictionary. The Lexham Bible Dictionary says this about the book of Matthew. Matthew wrote for the Jewish Christians presenting Jesus as the messianic king of the line of David. Matthew's gospel sets the sermon on the mount in the context of Jesus' growing popularity as more and more people begin to follow him. Matthew 4.17 records that Jesus began his preaching ministry in Galilee, declaring, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. 
Matthew 5, shifts from Jesus' preaching to his teaching. An interesting side note in this dictionary is, whereas Mark and Luke prefer the phrase kingdom of God, Matthew uses kingdom of heaven, and he uses it 32 times. This phrase does not appear anywhere else in the New Testament. I always think those little nuggets are really, really cool. I, I like them. I think it's it really um, just speaks to the individuality of the writers. Well, it, it adds a layer of context, too. Mm-hmm. Kingdom of God versus kingdom of heaven. Right. Well, depending on the translation of the Bible you study from, mine includes these headings. Verses 5 through 8 in chapter 6 is called How to Pray, and verses 9 through 15 is called The Model Prayer. Something that I found really interesting comes from verse 9. It's commentary out of my New English Translation Bible, where it says, pray this way. The commentary says this. What follows, although traditionally known as the Lord's Prayer, is really the disciples' prayer. It represents how they are to approach God by acknowledging his uniqueness and their need for his provision and protection. I almost feel we should start calling it the disciples' prayer instead of the Lord's prayer. I like the Lord's prayer. Well, that's because of the reverence of the Lord. But I think it's really cool that this commentary added that. It just gave me something new to a new way of seeing it. So there's much debate that goes on in our house regarding the use of the Lord's Prayer, the Disciples' Prayer, whatever you want to call it. So we have two different sides. I'm going to go first. My side, Robert, for the most part, puts our kids to bed at night, but we all do bedtime prayers. And oftentimes I'll hear Robert, when he's in the kid's bedroom, say, okay, let's recite the Lord's Prayer, and then the kids recite it. So we've had loving debates over the course of the years that... The Lord's Prayer, although Jesus gave that as the model prayer, like I read the heading just a few minutes ago, I feel that it should be a model prayer, and it seems very impersonal to just recite that prayer. And it's not something that we do on a daily basis. It's not the only way we pray at bedtime. Well, but... My argument is, is a, is a new it, Yeah, it's a null and void. Like, <laughs> uh, you can't argue with the way... Christ said to pray, right? He said, pray like this. It's very clear. I don't, I don't believe that that's the only... Pray like only... this is not pray these exact words. <laughs> I don't believe that that's the only prayer, but I do believe that it's the, the basis. And if, I, if my kids are going to memorize anything from the Bible, the first thing I want them to memorize is the Lord's Prayer. I want them to know how to reach out to God the way he said to reach out to him. And that's, so that's, we recite it all the time. Well, and, you know, the eight-year-old knows the Lord's Prayer, so i got to give complete and total credit to you. That's a win. That is a win. I didn't do that. Um, I think you got to be careful, and we don't necessarily do that. I don't know anybody who does, but it's very easy to step off into legalism and trying so hard to tow a line that isn't necessarily meant to be towed. Absolutely. And that's, you know, again, that's not the only way that we talk to God the Father, but it is the basis, the most basic cover all the all the check marks prayer i'm just very curious if anybody else has had that debate or if that's just us weirdos maybe they'll tell us online (laughs) so speaking of prayer the i in our simple method is inviting the spirit along and hoping to hoping the spirit will provide fresh revelation so i'm going to pray us in father i thank you for your love and i thank you for your son First and foremost, God, I ask that you would draw our hearts to you. I ask that you would give every ear who hears this 
an unquenchable desire to know you more. In knowing you, I pray that we would all make spending quality time in your presence, in secret and in our quiet rooms, a top priority. Help us to honor you with our time and seek you and your kingdom first. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. So jumping right on into memorization, which I almost feel we could just glaze over this month because <laughs> we really dropped the ball on memorizing June's verse. Oh. Do you remember? I know the reference. I know it's 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 2. Okay. If, okay. I may have. All knowledge. I know it's gotten all knowledge, something about mysteries, something about faith to move mountains. Oh. If I don't have love, I am nothing. I meant to pull it up before we started this. <laughs> Cheater. What about May's verse? May's verse was uh, Jeremiah seventeen seven, The man who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in the Lord, is blessed. Will be blessed. Will be blessed. Is blessed. Is indeed in the Lord. Some, sure. some variation of that. I'm sure there's a translation out there that, that will match says, what I just blessed. said. <laughs> so May we, May's verse we will probably remember forever because it was our first podcast. And we may not want our audience to know that we've recorded it about four times. So we had lots and lots of practice. Lots of practice. But June's verse, it's still on the fridge. That was our challenge in June. Was every time you went to the fridge, every time you touched the refrigerator... You should have the verse posted and you should say it out loud. How many times do you think you did I that? I just touched the refrigerator so many times. Exactly. And if you read that verse <laughs> I out would just loud, be standing at the refrigerator praying all day. It, it, I would never get anywhere. Is that a bad thing? No, I guess not. You win. <laughs> well, July's challenge isn't one of memorization. So get off the hook there. But it is one of practice. So we are challenging ourselves and our listeners to set aside time to pray each and every single day in July. We aren't attaching a time limit to it, but you have to intentionally set yourself away from distractions, which for me is going to be really hard. That means don't take your phone into the closet don't with you. Don't take your phone into the closet <laughs> with you. Um, if you know that you've got a busy day ahead, get up a few minutes early or prepare to stay up a few minutes late. The goal is to meet with your father every single day in secret so you can't make a big deal out of it follow us on facebook and instagram for daily reminders and prompts that will be posted first thing each morning when do you think you're going to squeeze yours in uh, i'm a night i'm a night owl i get my alone time and my time with god at night or my lunch hour you know i, sp I spend most of my lunch hour studying yeah yeah my only quiet that i'm ever going to get and i say quiet we've got two dogs that are a year old so they're still pups and they're obnoxious, and they loud. they are very loud and rambunctious, even if even first thing in the morning. So I think it's going to require going into the closet and hiding myself. No. But and a cell phone reminder. I'm going to have to have a cell phone reminder because it's going to be hard in the beginning because I'm not necessarily so intentional. I'm not. It's not necessarily a habit that I have right now. Yeah. Well, moving into parallels. Uh, I'm going to read our verse one more time. It says, uh, but whenever you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your father in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. Again, it's Matthew 6.6. 6. So in searching for parallels, I was really drawn to the word reward. Uh, we typically think of something tangible. And I, I really believe that is just what this verse is referring to. When you honestly and humbly pray to the father, 
for his will, you will see the real tangible answered prayers, or, or at least I have in my prayer life. So for my parallel verse, I chose Matthew 25, 21. And Jesus is telling the parable of the talents, but I love the reward side of the good and faithful servant because he was faithful in a little, but received a lot. And the verse says this, his master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over little, I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master, or the reward. In my understanding of this verse, I, I see the good and faithful servant as the one who goes into the closet and prays to the Father in secret. This is the little we can do, but we are rewarded with, with much more. This is what the Father gave us, a, a way to have his ear and his ear only. He promises to hear you, and when you do things his way, his rewards are much greater than we could have ever thought or, or hoped for. Well, from this verse in Matthew that you've quoted, I see the phrase, you have been faithful over little. And I think of other religions where stopping to pray at very specific times is driven by the motivation of merit. I get this because I've done this exactly this way. But with Christianity, God's not going to punish us for a lackluster prayer life. On the flip side, being faithful in those moments when you could have done a million other things simply because you want to spend time in the presence of God, how great are the rewards going to be? I, I think it can also be said that we punish ourselves by not praying the way he tells us to, by not seeking him out with um, our issues or our concerns. or If he doesn't hear from us, how can he fix it? True. One of the books that I'm reading right now is by A.W. Tozier, and he is talking all about how our lack of faith in God doesn't change who God is. We don't add to his character, his magnitude, or his sovereignty simply because we believe in him. I think prayer is probably a lot like that. We don't add anything to him by our prayers, but it is that act of you know humble obedience and just the intentionality I guess. Right, of, right. I mean, we add to ourselves with that. Yeah. It's much more about us and more about... He didn't... Jesus didn't give us the model prayer for God. Jesus gave the model prayer for us. Right. Well, my parallel verses also came from Matthew. We seem to be spending a lot of time there this month. When looking for parallels, the commanding language in Matthew when Jesus is speaking of prayer is what really jumped out to me. My verses that I chose, I chose four. The first one comes from Matthew, again, chapter six. This is verse five. Whenever you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, because they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by people. Truly, I tell you, they have their reward. And then verse 6 that we're studying this month. But when you pray, go into your room, shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret. And then skipping down to verse 7. When you pray, don't babble like the Gentiles, since they imagine that they'll be heard for their many words. And then again, skipping down to verse 9. Therefore, you should pray like this. Our Father in heaven, your name be honored as holy or whatever translation you're using. That's obviously the model prayer. It's really easy for me to read right over these phrases because I've read these verses multiple times instead of stopping to pay close attention to what it is Jesus is saying. But if you stop and you take the time, he really leaves no mystery to how it is we are to pray. And this is just four verses. I love the more that I study any topic, it's it becomes clear that he laid it all out from start to finish. If, if you just go find the pieces and put them together, you have the puzzle of life. 
So moving on into the L in our simple method, which stands for leaning into the original language, because English can just be... just meant language. Nope. Leaning into the language. <laughs> language is not interesting unless you lean in. Because English can be very one-dimensional. So we like to look at the original language. Well, as with the parallels of this verse, I wanted to take a closer look into the concept of reward. The word reward used is apodidomi. Apodidomi. Ap apodidomi. I get it wrong every time. <laughs> we see that in Matthew alone, the word apodidomi is used 17 times compared to once in the book of Mark, but interestingly enough, isn't seen again in any of the other Gospels. In English, this word is roughly translated to be given to him. When this word is used, it's almost always one of two things, either payback for deeds done or something, a reward you obtain from God for doing his work in secret as not to be boastful. So me, I was especially interested in this word secret because it appears in our verse twice. It's also translated as hidden or inward. And when you're looking for the word secret in the Gospels or in the New Testament, you find common themes surrounding this word. Things like prayer, as we see in this month's verse, is to be done in secret. Fasting is to be done in secret, as we see in Matthew chapter 6, verse 18. Giving is to be done in secret, as we see in chapter 6, what we're in, verse 4. All of these things to be done in secret. But as with reward, as you said, there's a flip side to what is secret. Secret sins and untruths will eventually be met with judgment. So when I'm thinking about our Western culture, the world that we as Americans live in, we think of reward as something that should be public, something that should be well known by others, especially with the popularity of social media and the need to broadcast everything. However, as with many things, God's way is countercultural. Everything that's going on doesn't have to be broadcast or well known. The most sacred things are usually intimate and closely shared between me and my father, or I dare say a close circle, because there's nothing that he and I discuss that I don't share with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Said it? That's it. <laughs> On to my favorite part of our simple method, the E, which stands for employing truth and putting it to work in our life because I believe that application is really where the magic happens. So in studying for this month's episode, the phrase is, come to me or follow me, continued to show up. I believe that this call to action, it really sums up the purpose of prayer, coming to and communing with the Father, meeting with him. I know that I personally, I have a major problem with prioritizing the getting on my knees in a quiet, secret place and being alone with him, free of distractions or noise. I can fit prayer into many moments. I can pray while I'm doing the dishes. My favorite place to pray is driving down the road when I'm alone, but I don't think that's good enough. I think we can say our lives are too busy, but that's just a huge mistake and we're letting ourselves off the hook way too easily. Prayer is like any other spiritual discipline. You get out of it what you put into it. One of the greatest rewards I've gotten from my prayer time with the Father is walking away with peace and understanding, and wisdom usually isn't far behind. And these rewards, to me, are more precious than gold. I know when I'm lacking in my prayer time because the lens I see the world through is, is fogged over and seems frustrating. 
Luckily, I know that spending some time seeking the Father will refresh my spirit and give me the strength I need to just get through the day sometimes. I once heard a quote by A.W. Tozier, and it says something along the lines of this. I never pray for longer than 20 minutes, but I never go longer than 20 minutes without praying. And I think that this very accurately describes my individual prayer life, but I'm really, really, really going to challenge myself this month to go into my room, close the door, and spend that time alone with him. And I think it's going to be a struggle, but I'm up to the challenge. Where do you think you're going to go? Well, Are you going to do it? I know you said something about the truck at lunch. Well, right now, because my son's here, it's hard to do it at lunch, so I'm going to have to be um, diligent to... Do it in the evenings, I guess. Your room. Yep. Close the door. Yep. Pray to your father in secret. The first time I read this verse in a certain context, it was very convicting for me because it was like, when do you ever do that? Really? When do you ever do that? During the school year, I had a commute and, you know, I had a lot of time in the car. But like I said, I, th- I think it's just a distracted medium. It's not the most effective. Okay. So. Being completely and totally honest, when's the last time you intentionally prayed in secret? No distractions, nothing else, just seeking to meet with Jesus. It's been over a week. Ooh. I say ooh, like, oh, I just, (laughs) me, I just did it this morning. No, that is not the case. Uh, Forgive my oof. It's been over a week. Okay. What about you? Let me give you an oof. Give me an oof? Yeah. Well, you see, it's summer, so I, as the educator, am spending a lot of time at home. But it's also, must be nice. Must be nice. It's been a very trying. I'm in. A, I'm in the midst of something of a difficult season. So yesterday, something happened, and rather than picking up my phone and texting someone, which you know, my that's one of my natural reactions is to pick up my phone and I'm going to tell somebody that I'm upset. No, I made myself go into the bedroom and I let it all out to the one that I should be letting it all out to, which is not necessarily my friends on my cell phone via text or whatever medium I choose. So, sorry, that's being honest. Okay, so do you feel that your prayer life is fruitful or do you feel like it's lacking? Well, it's always lacking, right? But it's definitely been fruitful. There are... Uh, times when literally, like I said, I walk away with the peace and understanding that I didn't have when I, when I went in. Well, I was just reading from the book of Philippians, Philippians this morning, and there was the verse about be anxious for nothing, but with everything, but in everything with prayer and thanksgiving, make your requests known. And then the very next verse is the peace that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and minds in Christ Jesus. And for so long, I felt like those two verses were disconnected. And I know that it's a more recent thing that I see them as connected, that when you pray, this is the peace you get. So do you plan to do anything different going forward after studying this month's verse? Like, really, do you plan to do anything different? Um, Yeah, I am going to spend more time in my closet. We have a good closet. We're in it right now. We're in our closet right now. (laughs) We've never spent time in our closet together, but we're in here. There's this comfy chair. You just come in here and sit in the chair in the closet. 
So any final thoughts on prayer? Our verse of the month again. I would I would just want to say that I was gonna read it. Oh. But whenever you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your father in secret. And your father, who sees in secret, will reward you. Matthew chapter six, verse six. Final thoughts. So yeah. my final thought would just be that I can't express how drastic prayer has changed my life um, and how it's 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 the one way you get to connect with him and receive his grace his mercy his understanding uh, and you can't really be a follower without it agreed well I guess my final thoughts would be that me personally like I said earlier I was so very convicted when I read this verse because I get so busy. I allow myself to get so distracted. And even when I'm not doing anything in particular, like I spend a lot of time, you know, studying the Bible or reading the Bible. And I feel like you can get so caught up in the things that are busy-ish, you know, the, right, the doing some things. More... Yeah, that that's stopping and going to just... You know, sometimes I feel you also have to be careful that you're not just always word vomiting at the throne every single time you go into secret that, you know, you have to, there has to be listening. There has to be pause. Sure. I mean, everything I do is, is precise and to the point, right? Like Yes, you're very concise for sure. <laughs> Me, I, you know, and that's another thing that the verse that I was reading up above what verse was that? Let's see. Matthew chapter six, verse seven. When you pray, don't babble like the Gentiles, <laughs> since they imagine they'll be heard for their many words. I'm a wordy person. You are. I am. So I want. Sometimes you're praying at dinner and I'm like, D -d -d you could have done that in about 12 less words. <laughs> well, I have a lot to say. So I wonder if I'm going to get to heaven someday and it's going to be, you know, maybe this rolling word count of, you know. This is how many words you really said in prayer, and this is how many words you could have gotten away with. This is how many you needed, right? Whatever. Here. It's all about the heart, right? Absolutely. Thanks so much for tuning in. Our one and only goal and our mission is always to share the love of Jesus and the Bible in a real and practical way. If you're willing, please subscribe to our podcast where you listen and leave a review so that others can find us. If you're looking to supplement your daily study with small, meaningful tasks, check out our Facebook page to download this month's daily application guide. Or you can simply follow along on social media as each day's task is posted there. We'll see you later this month when we host our first surprise guest in a conversation and dialogue that we will host surrounding the topic of prayer.